Welcome back, guys. This is January 31st on our second episode this week of Triggered. Triggered. Yes, going to be a good show today if there's no interruptions. Um, Saving deer. Yeah. Rivers this morning. Bow your head for the deer that lost his life on the lake. Crick, whatever. And it's, we kid around about, but it really is, you know, our chief made a good point. He says, you know, the guys who were there, um, that first got there before they even toned us out, we're just kind of sitting around. Smoking and joking. Yeah, they literally had Dunkin' Donuts while this poor animal's going down the river. Like, shit, see? (laughs) (laughs) That goes back to our episode of Passing the Buck. (laughs) We, and it was a pretty far distance out. Um, I didn't go, uh, I went to the firehouse, but that was it. Um, But yeah, it took them about 20 minutes to get there. Again, we live in the country. So, but yeah, our chief said, what if that was a child? What if that was... You know, some a uh, uh, human being. Yes, it's just a deer, but at the same time, yep. y- you do your job to the hundred percent, no matter what. So, yeah. So definitely, um, give a couple shout outs. Bang Energy, uh, Lindsay from State Farm, JT Cycles, Clockworks. Yep. I want to give a special shout out again to Donnie, um, up in Cobalt Skill. There, our hardcore guy, our high speed, um, always making us laugh and smile. Uh, today is Army Regulation Day. Yay. Um, we had the pleasure of talking to... Uh, yes, my old sergeant, Sergeant Vic, uh, we call her. Um, and that, one thing that she always, when I was in, she always, always pushed was knowing your Army regs. They will either save your ass or break your ass. So know exactly what you can get away with, what you can't get away with, and still stay within it. It was nice talking to her because we could, we got to see both sides of the coin yeah um and and she's good for doing that um i've only met her once but you could tell that um she was i'd say 85 15 yeah um you know but she could see both sides of, of where you know it could help or you know the dangers of it and that gray area that you're always playing with in the military yeah so we have New Army regulations. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same if it's going across the whole board, but Army has new regulations on haircuts. AR 670-1. So the uh, appearance, um, you know, your haircuts. So your fingernails. Yep. uh, Makeup. You know, I I, I could see with Sergeant Vic, I could see both sides of the coin, but also you got to look at it as, you know, safety. Absolutely. Um, so where does it fall if if something happens? Does it fall on the leadership? Does it fall on the military personnel? There's a lot of yep. a lot of unanswered questions. Um, and it also falls a lot on the leadership to make sure that your soldiers are in army regulations um, and, and make it fair across the board. So if um, Private Snuffy, you know, she's got brown hair, but she's got platinum blonde highlights. Um, technically, under the new rule, that is out of regulations because um, the highlights yeah. have to be natural. Um, the fingernails, I believe. Yeah, have to be what they call a nude color. So your roses, your clear. Um, and I believe the female, actually, I think it opened up to the males too, but that's a whole nother subject, um, can have acrylic fingernails but they can also be two-toned so a clear and a white um as we were informed by my wife because i don't know a lot about 
finger painting nail shit. Um, it's a French manicure, so they're allowing French manicures now. Yep. Um, and again, I think, and Sergeant Vic made a great point. It, I feel it really depends on your job yeah. and using a little common sense. Um, both me and her were wa- uh, water treatment and fuelers, so you're dealing with a lot of chemicals. You know, Zach, you said yeah, you if, did maintenance. If, if if you're if you got uh, big hoop earrings, you know what they uh yeah they're allowing hoop earrings now wearing down you know central ave and albany um <laughs> you know it could be a safety hazard um just like we got the j-lo ears yeah on, <laughs> on the maintenance section you know we had to take off our rings we had to take off our dog tags you know because yeah. it could get, get caught you know um it's it's just a big safety reason yeah um you know, it it could have its ups and its downs. Um, the biggest thing that I took away from this and from talking to her um, was wear that shit when you're in your dress uniform. Um, yes. That way, you know, quote unquote, you can let your hair down. Um, <laughs> you can get dressed up, go into a military ball. Um, yeah, have fun, relax. Yeah, but when you're on duty and you're and you're in your ASUs. Not uh, OCPs. OCPs, thank you. And now they're changing them again to a different Uh, thing, but yeah. yeah. Uh, You know, there's a standard that has to be met. If you talk Mm -hmm. to some of these old salty sergeants, um, some of these old school um, army guys and ladies, you know, there's a standard. Mm -hmm. And that standard is across the board. You know, Men have been bitching for years and years about beards in the military. Um, She brought up a good point. You know, people with shaving profiles have to let it go scruffy, but it can't go too long. Now, if somebody with a shaving profile was to shape up their beard, you know, with lines and everything. Clean it up, make it look sharp. You know, they frown upon that, which I think it should be the other way around. If you do have a shaving profile, like I can't shave every day right you know and but if you let it i I think the regulation for the male side because you got some males that are complaining that it's only one-sided now that Mm -hmm. they're doing all these for the females but what about the males now i think the males should have beards it should be at a certain length it should be trimmed up because that way you're still have the appearance while you're in uniform it you don't you don't Absolutely. look you don't look, you look like look a bag of shit yeah yeah having a nice trimmed up beard looks sharp especially like we were saying now you're probing wow probing profiles yeah you're shaving profiles they just let them grow kind of scruffy and then they get yelled at because it looks too long it looks too shitty well yep. if it was shaped up or trimmed up a little bit it will look sharp and you still look professional yeah as opposed to looking like a fucking homeless bum yeah, hanging out there to dry. But yet again, if you go back to these, I keep calling them salty because you know they are. Yeah, you know it's it's They've been one, through the shit. It's one standard and one standard only, and that brings me to, you know, PT. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, let's the, go down this rabbit the hole. The new the new PT. I don't uh, the abbreviation ACFT. I think it yeah. is. Yeah. So there's different there's different brackets for different MOSs in the new um pft that you have to do yep so if you're if you have a certain mls there could be three tiers to that mls where they can hold you to either standard so 
you know, you're a... Um... Yeah, so, like, I did, like, water treatment. It's not... And fuel, it's not... It's physical, physically demanding, yep. but it's not as physical, let's say, as a 42 Alpha. So they're, which is a um, basically a pencil pusher. They work in yep. the in the office, and it is an important job. You know, they have to do the paperwork and your um, yeah human resource shit. But they're not picking up pumps. They're not doing that. And infantry. But you could be held if you're a 42 Alpha. You could be held to in if if you're attached to yes. an infantry platoon or a company. You could be held to that infantry standard. Yep. Now, women's bodies aren't physically. It's not. It's, it's not the same. It's physically impossible to hold them at that standard because they're not that. They're not built that way. Let's just say yeah. that. Um, Most of them. But yeah, <laughs> th- yeah, that's there's true. There's a there's a few yeah. that really shocked me and surprised me, but they're going hardcore and yep. their bodies are going to be torn up yeah. real quick. So it's it's that gray area that comes back around that you're playing with, you know, with, you know, your PT, mm-hmm. you know, now with with all this COVID bullshit, you know, everything's spread out. You can only have so many people, this and that. Yeah. Um, it's it's tough. Your it's gyms tough. are not closing down, but they're going to fifty percent and all this stuff. Um, one thing too, on a side note, we noticed we have a listener from Japan. So yeah, thank you very much, Kanichiwa. I do like some good, uh, some good Japanese, real Japanese food. So, but yeah, thank you very much for supporting us in Japan. Definitely. Um, I don't think you're a scammer. Not like <laughs> our Korean friend on there that we spoke of yesterday. But uh, hit us up. I'd like to have a great conversation. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you can keep it in American, that'd be great. Uh, yeah. I don't know any other languages except for, you know, Pashwani, you know, <laughs> Afghan language, because you know it's we we yeah, learned that we learned that. Um. Yeah, going back to the regulations. It's, oh, it's crazy the way they're changing them up now. You know, but you you, you could you got to you got to look at both sides of the coin. Absolutely. Um, you got to evolve, you got to grow. Every it, it could be going the new way and letting all these let's just say loose ends um it could have a big effect, you know, but one mm. if, if you're in that uniform, your OCPs that's that's where the standard should be held. Yes. Um, you definitely. know, your your ASUs when you go to the military ball or you know, you go You go in front of the whatever, board. The board, yeah. Um yep. that's when you can get dressed up. Um And you should. You should be proud of that uniform. You should want to look the best you can. And you you in the military you want to look the best you can all the time, but that wearing that ASU, there's a certain I know with me, it wasn't my work uniform. I, in my work uniform, my OCPs, I didn't mind getting dirty. When you are in that ASU, you are looking sharp the best you can. Yep. And you you hold, I know for me, I held myself to a s- separate standard yeah. um, when I did hop in my ASUs because I wanted to make sure I look good all the time. Like the hair was freshly, do- well, sh- freshly shaved. Yep. Um, but it was very, very particular when you wear that. And when you wear that, even on inspections, you always want to look sharp. Yep. So and the the ASUs are held to a standard too. Absolutely. Um, so I don't I don't know. I'm kind of you know I I'm for it and I'm not for it. Um, you know I understand that you know the the regulations with the ponytails. Yep. Um, you know if you can't put your hair up in a bun, you know and and it's at that length you can have it in a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also worried about hair loss. Um, yeah, migraine. Which, which you know, I can understand. I don't want to see a, a staff sergeant 
female staff sergeant take off her PC and she's fucking, you know, bald on the top. <laughs> um, I'd probably crack a joke, but that's who oh, I am. Um, you know, so I could see it from from both ends. But yeah. I think there there's a bigger picture, not just with the appearance. Um, there should be some other regulations that they should focus on absolutely and i know we talked about this with Lacey a little bit and i think this is huge there's a lot of things that are major major things that i feel well we all feel we should be worried more worried about as opposed to oh how's your beard grow how does your hair grow we need to work on bigger things um and this is a across all of the military um because i'm sure it's happening in the marines i'm sure it's happening in the navy and well maybe not coast guard but um and, and we joke about the Coast Guard, but they really do a lot of good work for us. So if there's any Coast Guard members listening, yeah. thank you for your service because you're kind of the forgotten child, but we still love you. Um, you know, and it, and, it, <laughs> and it goes back to, um, you know, the bigger picture, like like your PT. So, yes. Oh. So in the National Guard, it's kind of like a free-for-all with your, with your PT. Not in a sense of a standard you're all held to that, you know, the push-ups, the sit-ups used to, and your yeah. two-mile run or an alternate if you were on profile. Um, but um, so going back to that, when you get your height and weight and you get taped, um, with with the National Guard, there was, you know, seven or eight people that you could get taped by, and, and all of them would be different. Yeah. Which, you know, you could fail. <clears throat> by not getting taped correctly. So, you know, I think it goes down to they should have, you know, let's just say an MOS for taping or yeah. training or the a certif- proper physical training. Um, a certificate after you get trained, you yeah. know, you got to pass Properly. the class because the shorts, you know, everybody has a different body type mm-hmm. and your neck's going to be different. It, it all depends on how you get measured. Yeah, and you know that's a huge thing too, Zach. And um, you could get you could get flagged for promotion because yep. you know some jack wagon fucking measured you wrong, and you knew it was wrong. Yeah. So when I first got to Fort Drum, I was 185, I think maybe 190 at that point because I just finished airborne. Well, I didn't finish airborne school, but that's a whole nother fucking topic. <laughs> um. So I get to Fort Drum, and I'm in shape. I'm running five six miles, com- not comfortably because nothing's comfortable in the military. But I felt comfortable running five, six miles in in our AGRs and stuff. Um, When I blew my knee out, obviously, I stopped all cardio because I could barely walk. Um, And all of a sudden, I started realizing I was packing on a little bit of weight because of the cardio stuff. So they started taping me. And I was trying to diet and all that stuff because nobody wants to get big in the military because you fail and you lose your job and you can get um, discharged for it. Uh, Actually, I believe in most situations you can get dishonorably discharged because basically you're letting government property go to waste like yep. there's you're I damaging government damaging pro- government property yep. yeah so i was getting taped and i was getting taped once a month and i was getting three four different readings every single time then i would have to fight it and my nco she was awesome uh you know sergeant Vic, she was great she fought for me really hard and she goes guys we shouldn't be taping him right now because one he's injured Yep. So even the height and height side of it is going to yep. change. Um, and the weight side, his body's going through so many changes right now. He's just put, was put on, I think I was put on like five different meds. So my body was trying to acclimate with that one week. 
I'd be down 10 pounds the next week. I'd be up 10 pounds and it was just all over the place. So, but I could still do my job. Yeah. So yeah, it was one of those things that, you know, for PT, I could do the push-ups and sit-ups, but I couldn't do the walking. Well, I walked, but barely, um, when it fresh happened, but, uh, you know, and then further on it went, other things started getting injured. Like my shoulder got real fucked up because I was doing more upper body strength. Um, and I was actually overdoing it. So yeah, that PT test is really crazy yeah. how, you know, they don't acclimate those things. The taping, um, like Sergeant Vic said, uh, cause we talked to her about it, that waistband on your, on your PT shorts is almost an inch. Yeah. The cushion. So you're literally have, you should either take off a half an inch or just kind of ride them down a little bit and get that taping. Yeah. But again, people properly doing their job yep. in the sense of best for the soldier, not for the standard, but best for a soldier. Cause if they're a half an inch off, an inch off, honestly, give it to them, give it to them. Yeah. But if they're like right now, if I were to get taped, Oh my God, it'd be horrible. Yep. Um, my neck's probably still decent, decent size. But yeah, if you have a guy my size right now getting taped, well, yeah, I'm not saying give it to him, but he's going to fail. Yeah. So, but yeah, especially though, I feel bad for the females. Um, You know, I didn't but realize they, they would always tape you after you eat. Always. Always. You know, I've, I've noticed that too. After you eat, they, yep. they would, they would tape you um, yep. and they would tape you pretty much whenever throughout the day yeah you know you could whenever. be you could be working you know in the motor pool wherever and you know your name would be called to get taped yep i gotta say my unit was pretty good about that we did it right in the morning um instead yeah. of doing pt you get the height and weight which i was pretty pretty happy about that not my unit because i some days i will literally start myself two days and then do a whole flush and why i mean flush i mean sodium oh what's that shit not sodium uh it's a gel I used to drink. This drink, um, no, magnesium no. citrate. That's what it was. Magnesium citrate, which <laughs> makes you shit your brains out. And I would lose eight, ten pounds yep. by drinking two of these bottles the night. Well, not even the night before. Like halfway through a day, I would start drinking it, and I'd be shitting literally all through the night. And then when I would get weighed, I would make weight. But then the next four or five days I'm trying to rehydrate myself and I'm fucking and you, I'm a bag you, of dicks you gain all that back and then you just gain it all back yeah. so it wasn't healthy so no win-win situation exactly at that point exactly you know I mean and like I said I mean I could see how the regulations are good mm-hmm. are bad but like we said before Tony and I there's there's a bigger picture Absolutely. of some regulations that need to be changed um yeah some that need to stay it all it all comes down to this is what you signed up for yes this is the regulations you have to follow um and i think it has to do more with the newer age group absolutely that's going in um tide pod challenges yeah you know you know marines eat crayons army eats tide pods yeah so so is a nancy pelosi (laughs) but um so i I don't know. I'm still up in the air about it. I'm not in it anymore, so it doesn't. It doesn't directly. It doesn't. It doesn't affect me, but I can see how it's going to affect other people. Yeah. Um, you're so used to getting used to one standard, yep. and like I said before, it falls back on you know leadership. You know, yep. is, is leadership is there favoritism? Um, like, 
you know, there's always favoritism in any unit. I don't Absolutely. care. I don't care what unit you're in. Um, like my unit headquarters was favored. Yep. Um, they got schooling first. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter what anybody else had. Um, so basically it was headquarters against everybody else. Yeah. Um, they got first pick on everything. Uh, pretty much the rest of us got the hand-me-downs. Um, but I don't know. I, I see, I see a lot of it as a safety hazard. I know that you're not wearing your, your JLo earrings out to the field. <laughs> um, so that kind of cuts back. Uh, yeah. Th- somebody's going to try it. That's, that's for sure. And like we say, Fafo, but you know, <laughs> Like Tony said, it depends on your job too of what you're yeah. doing. I think that's a, one of the biggest factors yeah. of how you're going to dress. Yeah. Um, like you said, you know, you're you're in a headquarters platoon, so you are maintenance. But then the people working in the office and you're interacting with them. Yeah. I'd be, I'd feel better going to get records or something like that, having and most of the time, and yes, yeah, probably me being sexist. Most of the time, there were females who were working in the office. Yeah. They wanted those jobs, which is fine. I'd rather go go in. See a female, and again, not looking like a clown, but have a little eyeliner, a little makeup, make me realize I'm talking to a female because there's a lot of those female, and I'm you telling can't you, tell army the females, oh, once they're in the uniform, it's totally it, different. It's really hard to tell. Um, so just having that little bit of an accent, you know, kind of bringing that femininity out, I think is is a good thing. Yeah, it brings up their self esteem too. It, exactly, you know? builds they're their not, confidence. It builds a lot. They don't, of they don't look like everybody else. Exactly. Um, but. Again, right. There's your standard. There's a standard. <laughs> you know, you you put on that uniform. There's that standard. You know, yep. it's maybe it's because I'm old school. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you, you man. Know? And and, it, and it's and it's the standards. Uh, you know. Yeah. I go back. I know I talked this about this before. You know, in previous episodes, but women in the military, I understand that they're not their bodies aren't physically capable of a lot of things but if you if you want to do that mos you got to be held to that standard absolutely that accountability Um, rangers uh they're not going to make exceptions no you know you might as well just gi jane it and and fucking move your head and fucking start yeah but there's a standard that always has to be met and it always irritated me with the old APFT, you know, that may, maybe it's just me. I don't care what you think <laughs> of me. Um, but women had to do less push-ups. A lot less push-ups. They could a do, lot less sit-ups. They could do it on their knees. Yep. You know. Run time. Their run, run time. Run time was literally f- almost five minutes longer than yeah, what guys you had. know, it's... And I go back, how... If we had to do... If, if they're all set at the same standard for everybody, um, then I could, you know, have a good feeling. Yeah. If we get deployed or we're in a yeah. we're in a shit show situation where um, I could trust the person behind me. Right. Especially if you're in the same physically, MLS. Physically. Right. Um, if if you're held to the same physical standards that the men are, mm-hmm. then I'd be fine. Absolutely. But. If you're not, you know, but in all reality, when are you running two miles in a war zone? Never. 
strictly running, um, strictly running two miles. Um, unless something bad's really going on and you have no way out. You know, but still, you're not going to. It's, it's, Mo- most military um, yep. have what they call the one one ones. Um, I know Air Force does this, but they also have great food. Where it's one minute of push-ups, one minute run, yep. uh, one mile run time, yep. and one minute of steps. Now that's more. I feel more realistic. Yep. But I also understand they want Army and Marines, honestly, and let's start there to be that higher neck speed, that that higher level yeah. of care. But if you look at it, the biggest retention and I'm not gonna say dropout, but the biggest turnover is with your Army and Marines because it push, 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 and then we break ourselves. Yep. And now, what do you have? You know. Yeah, I mean, it's all about standards for me. Um, that's just the way we ran it. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. I just I disagree with you know a lot of things. But in the military, you're just a number. Yeah. So your voice really doesn't matter. You're you're replaceable at any time. Absolutely. Um, but if you're gonna be if you're gonna be in an MOS where you got to be held to a standard, then it should be the same standard across the board. I totally agree. Um, I totally agree. You know, infantry. Oh, Rangers. I would say, yeah. Special forces. You know, you, I don't know. It comes back to being comfortable going overseas with somebody. It's like, it's like me with firefighting. All right. I'll give you an example. (laughs) Um, you got to be comfortable with the person going inside. Absolutely. There are, there are very few people that I'll go inside a burning building with. Um, it's, it's, it's a trust factor. Um, you know, you could have all the certificates and everything in the world. All the classes, all the training time. Yeah. But if, if, if you don't show that in a fire scenario, real life fire, so not even a burn drill. Cause burn drills are, are, yeah. Set honestly, they're set up. They're good to have, especially for young guys to actually yep. feel some heat. But that's not a real life scenario in yep. the sense of you have shit hitting the fan. Literally, yeah. like your your fan is falling on you. Yeah. You know, it's it's a trust thing. Yeah. Um, and that's that was one thing that was kind of kind of nice. You know, when I deployed, is you know the group of people that we had. We we had a bunch of we had one, two, three. I think we had three females in our maintenance section hmm. um, that transferred from another unit just to get onto the deployment. But you had that trust factor that you could trust them if shit went down, That's awesome. or you could, or you could trust them inside the motor pool to get their job done. Now, you know, depending on certain NCOs, I'm not going to name one of them, but um, <laughs> you know, we we had a we had a senior NCO. And she, uh, she was kind of like a mother, um, to some of these soldiers. And, um, you know, the one soldier would be banging out work, banging out work. And then once the senior NCO stepped foot on ground, you know, it was all over. She was going to sick call. She didn't feel good, Mm. you know? So it's, you gotta be held to the same standard. If you're not held to the same standard, you gotta deal with the consequences. You know, it's. Absolutely. And you know what? That's a huge thing, um, especially, you know, stepping foot overseas. Uh, I know there was this one soldier. Uh, she's a sergeant now. Um, and I remember her when I first got to Joe, she was a specialist. And uh, Sergeant Dignan, um, I'll tell you, man, she was badass. And I would not go rounds with her. She was just one of those females who, whatever it took to get done, she was going to make it happen. And I love that about her because she had 
She had that drive, yep. and she would do that ruck march and not complain. She'd be like, yep, this sucks, but let's get yeah. it done. And that's the kind of leadership you want. But at the same time, she knew she's not going to sit there and fucking nope. light off mortars because that wasn't her job. Nope. She was there to do her job, and that and that's it. Don't, you know, and she literally, and I give her so much credit, she ran the, uh, they call it PQOS, and basically she was, uh, uh, she tested the fuel. Um, to make sure the the levels were correct and all that stuff, which is a very important job to have. She was so good at it that the actual garrison, the whole entire base of Fort Drum, brought their fuel samples to her, and oh, wow. they didn't want anybody else touching it but her. And she would tell soldiers, "Your shit's fucked up. I'm not even going to try to test this. I can yeah. see it already. It's fucked up. Go. Yep. Give me an end." But she held herself to that standard. So that's a great, great uh, analogy of that standard across the board. And she expected her soldiers when, you know, when she got her, uh, her peace to ask, she expected her soldiers to be the same way. And that was good leadership because there is no, you know, even the physical attributes. She was in the gym all the time. She mm-hmm. always wanted to make sure she was the best fit she could be. But at the same time, making sure everyone else was taken care of. It's like when, uh, <coughs> Rona, <laughs> it's like when we were, we were overseas. I mean, we, um, so my battle buddy and I, um, we did probably 40 services mm. between us, give or take. Um, and going back to a couple episodes, passing the buck, you know. Um, so we'll, uh, so you got, you got two setups before you roll out on mission. Um, and rolling out on mission is the most irritating fucking thing <laughs> in the world. Oh, yeah. And the reason why that is, is because you wake up at 03 and you sit in the fucking motor pool till 07. You, yep. you don't even roll out till 09. And you're fucking hungry. You know, tired. And, and you just, you sit there and you sit there and you sit there and it's, it's. So there's two parts. So there was the QAQC, which that's pre-checks. Before you go overseas or before you go on mission, um, QAQC, you run your vehicle through there. If there's any issues, it, they, they would come to us. And so everything got sent to us because QAQC was lazy as hell. Um, good guys, but just completely lazy. And um, the buck. There, was no, there was no standard. I mean, and then our shit was completely on point before it left for mission you know your your rpg nets your you know your your tires um everything was on point before it left the gate make sure you have fuel Um, yeah so i've seen that a lot where they go roll out and then all of a sudden yep like oh and especially that too i mean our the fuel pods were right across our maintenance bay yep you know they've got the blevets and oh yeah so it was you know everybody there, yeah, I could I could see where it could be different, you know, or different settings, but I think that everybody should be held to the same standard. Yeah, that, I totally agree. That way, there's no no bitch or gripe, you know, yeah. across the line. You know, this is standard. This is where you're at. Yep, it is I what totally it agree. is. You know, even even if you are a pencil pusher, you know, yeah, y- you don't know. You know, the, the talk could fucking get hit. I would say at the end of the day, you're still, everyone's trained infantry. 
Like that's your main job is to find the enemy and kill them. Plain and simple. Yep. Since day one, since 1775, that's the way it's been. Yeah. Is you're all infantry. Your your main job is to kill. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why they have the individual, individual, wow, individual individualization of your training, your advanced training is that your little specialty. Yep. Your main job though is to kill. And I think a lot of people forget that they, you know, I used to get a lot of people in my unit who were bitching and playing. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I'm not doing this in my MOS. Well, technically your MOS at the end of the day is still yeah. 11 Bravo. You know, why it's do you, still- why do you think you go out to the range and, yeah. uh, and zero, zero and qualify yep. and, you know, you go through the gas chamber. Yep. Um, over so, over. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, you're still in the end of the day, there's only one MOS at the end of the day. You yeah. know, you got your special jobs that you do, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. Drive the first starting around, um, go get coffee, whatever. But that's just my opinion. There are many opinions out there, obviously, because the ARs have been getting changed. Yeah. Um, but I could also see both sides of the coin. Yeah, no, totally. And, and we kind of have to keep our minds open to that um, and help younger soldiers realize, you know, honestly kind of look back and do a little history of if you're joining the army do the history of the army yeah realize what it used to be and how they had it and be fortunate and feel grateful to be able to step in these same i want to say same exact boots but the same boots as your predecessors and realize you guys have it pretty damn easy now um compared to the way these older guys had it um i was talking with a guy last night um i'll keep his name out of it but Oh, dude was awesome. He served in the Navy in Vietnam, got sent to Vietnam, got done with the Navy, came back home, luckily pretty much unharmed, um, decided to join the Army for more of the family type living and stuff. Um, and he's like, well, I already went to Nam once. They're not going to send me back. I already did my duty. Hmm. Well, lo and behold, he fucking <laughs> he went back to Nam. Um and he, he was lucky to come back alive and stuff. But then his father was in World War II. Now, this is some crazy shit. His father was a fueler, okay? His father was D-Day, Normandy. You know, everyone knows that story. He was on the third wave in. Okay. Ends up surviving, right? Going through some town or something like this and notices there's a uh, a tank sitting there. And the guy's yelling for him. So he goes over and he's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, do you know how to drive a tank? He goes, no. He goes, well, you're going to learn. <laughs> and they threw him right in there. And ever since that day, he was attached with 2nd Armored Division. His uh, father was. Long story short, he gets into a fight with a tiger. The, uh, the not German the kitty tanks. cat. Yeah, not the kitty cat. Meow. <laughs> um, gets into a fight with the tiger. And they shoot. they shoot the whole entire tank. He ends up getting out of the tank, laying in a ditch with his guts hanging out, holding himself, you know, trying to put him in, shrapnel all over his body. The medics pick him up. Thank God, because, man, he he should have been dead. Gets flown to Berlin. They patch him up, send him back home. The guy dies at 94 years old. Hard charger. I mean, and now we have these people who are saying, oh, I can't do PT. My my legs hurt. Wah. Yeah. You know, and, and I guess I could be one of those guys when I blew my knee out, but at least I had a good reason why I couldn't fucking walk, you know. But like they're like, "Oh, this sucks. I don't want to go to PT. It's too cold." Well, 
1945, 1944 D-Day, they didn't – there was no, oh, it's too cold, it's too warm, it's too wet. Yeah. Oh, I don't feel good today, I have a headache. No, it was do, They do did what job. they were told. And they met to that standard yeah. and adapted and overcame, and that's what made our military so great. But, yeah, I mean, it was just amazing to hear these older stories, and it wasn't something out of the history book that they fabricate and fucking lie to you. Yeah. Because most of these textbooks nowadays are, are all fucking lies. Yep. Talk to those older generations, sit down and spend some time with them and listen to them because, man, the stories and the, the stuff that you, you can't even believe how they survived it's through this crazy. shit. You know, yeah. I, I'd be fucking dead in a ditch. I'm not kidding. I'd roll <laughs> yeah, out and I'd be like, oh, <laughs> shit, my stomach. Yeah. Literally. Is Where is it? Out. Where is it? Yeah. You know, looking at my last meal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I know just some of these stories and it's it's crazy to hear of what other people have been through um, and how they survived. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's they had a standard. Yep. As I'm going to keep saying and saying and saying. They, it's true. There's a standard that always has to be met. Um, yeah. And a lot of people don't meet that standard, and then they figure it out the hard way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lose bonuses. Um, oh, yeah. That, that, that shit happened to that, me. That shit comes with a price tag, you know. It's, yep. You got to – you got to meet the standard to keep that keep that bonus. Um, yep. It's because the government will take it back in a blink of an eye, not yeah. even let you know. Oh, say so Zach, why don't you get in that a little bit? Because I remember you were telling me a, a short story of that. Yeah, there's a there's a guy that you know that I knew, and uh, he uh, got back and couldn't pass a PT test again to save his life, and and you know, and decided just to fuck it. I'm not going to do it. And then one day, the government took his money. Yep. You know, woke up. The whole entire bonus yeah, check gone. It's, it's <laughs> as a count was there's, what? there's those <laughs> there's those catches in the fine print, you know, that yep. you don't that read the, the the recruiter's not gonna tell you about it. Oh fuck you know, no. he's gonna make it all cupcakes and rainbows. Um but well, yeah. it's you got you gotta take a step back and look into everything. Um look at other people's stories. Yeah. Um you know ask your ask your drill sergeant that's that's the best thing to do is if you want to know something just ask him he'll he'll tell you um <laughs> and uh yeah so he got he got he had to pay that shit back that's crazy um, and it's it happens just like that yep it happens exactly. to more people than than you know yeah a lot, a lot of people are just too yeah too ashamed of it and they and too guilty and yep. they don't they don't speak about it and then everybody wants a participation award you know oh you know. god yeah which is total bullshit Listen, I, oh, I'm in the army, so I should get a medal. No, 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 no. You know, oh, thank me for my service. Yeah, what'd you do? <laughs> you just signed a piece of paper. That's it. You know, it's it's like, I don't know. You, yeah, you, you're not a veteran until you get that patch. I agree. Or you deploy. You know, because there are some deployments. You know that you don't because it's not a combat zone, so you don't get a right. Patch. Um, but it. it if you, yeah, yeah, the cap, like, the, a CIB, does, the, the capital, <laughs> the capital doesn't count as a deployment. Let me just throw that out there. You're well, not, you're not gonna get a cab. Yo, what was that? The uh, capital uh, uh, investigative remember. badge or yeah. some shit like that we saw. Oh know. my god, that but, shit was great. You know, it's it's just like, you know, Kuwait. People, Kuwait's not a deployment. It was. It used to be. It isn't now, um, yeah. but. And Syria is not a deployment. I'm sorry. Yeah. Holy shit. You know, you're not you're not getting you're not a veteran until you, you you deployed. 
that's just what I think. But sorry. Oh, sick person call. <laughs> what a free ride to the hospital. <laughs> taxi, taxi. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Shit. Every, yeah. No, that's so true. And you know, I didn't really fully understand that until I got into Forest Com because I was in Tradoc for I, I don't remember how many months. Um, but it was it, it was a whole different world. When I got to Forest Com, I was like, I can actually walk somewhere without like my yeah. battle buddy. I don't have to wear my camel pack everywhere. Yep. Oh wow, awesome. Um, which was cool, but I once you and I feel even, you know, I feel guilty at times because I my unit did deploy and I wasn't able to because of my knee. And that's shitty. That's a shitty feeling, but I understand everything happens for a reason. Yep. And I'll tell you, those dudes deserve their patches. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I wore a tenth mountain patch and I I feel proud of what I did because until you've been there, like you can't really explain 10th mountain to people unless you've been there. Um, it, it's one of those weird things. Yeah. It's shitty. It's cold. It's this, that, the other, but until you're actually out there on the fucking, the runway at zero six saluting the flag with negative 30 degree weather with yeah. 30 mile power winds, like in your PT uniform in your summers, summer PTs. Yep. Shorts and shirt t-shirt. Um, but no, it's like that shit that you can't really understand until you do and if you, I've seen some privates come in, uh, literally in Fortrum, and then within two months they're dishonorably discharged, yeah. and they still want their veteran stuff. I'm like, you're not, a, you didn't really, you're not earn a veteran. That. No, you're, congratulations, you passed AIT and basic. Yeah. But what did you actually do? That's, that's what irritates me the most is you know, do do your do your time. Yeah, you know, put in put in the work, put in some work. You know, you you can always transfer to another unit to go on a deployment. We've had many. Oh yeah, that have done it with our deployment. You know, but. To me, that always sticks out in my head. Yeah. Yes, you wear the uniform. I thank you for wearing the uniform. Right. For doing what you do, but <laughs> it might trigger a lot of people, but you're not a veteran. You're not a veteran of the United States. Yep. Just because you wear the uniform. There's so much more that goes into that. Yes. And that's just my personal opinion. Um, and... Tony and I can be on the same page about it. Yeah, no, I I totally but, agree with you. You know, it's I don't know. It, up until yeah, I'll say up until recently, and I've been out now. Oh my god, January thirty first. It has been one year today since I got out. Yeah. My official DD two fourteen date. Yeah, actually, it's a year and a month because I took leave and shit like that. Um, because they make you take it. But wow, look at that. it's my anniversary. Awesome. Um, actually. It's my seventh month anniversary too with my wife. So yay! yay. She hasn't killed yay. me yet. Not yet. She does give the finger though. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, it's just until now I started actually thinking to myself, it's okay once in a while to ask, "Hey, do you take veteran benefits and stuff like that?" Because for the longest time, even when I was yeah. in active, I didn't like I didn't feel I earned that or had those rights because I feel like I didn't. Yep. I, I didn't have the time. But you in did, that. though. I did. You did. You know, it, it's a double-edged sword. Yep. That's, yep. And, and I'm. And just, this is where Tony and I can disagree with each other, but, <laughs> but we'll be fine. You know. Oh, yeah. Hours down the road. Oh yeah. But you know, you, you do earn those all the benefits you do earn. Right. You know, it's just to me that veteran status you don't earn 
Unless you deploy. So you're deployed. I agree. You know, I agree. Because Hurricane Katrina, Hurricane Irene, you know, those aren't deployments. No. You know, those aren't even rotations. It's, I don't know. It, maybe it's just me. It, maybe it was the way that I brought up, but, you know. Yeah. No, I agree. But you do earn those. You do earn all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. You know, you earned it. You know, you, you've been through shit. Like you could say, yeah. I mean, the the military does push you till you break. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when you join when you're fucking old as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's I loved it though. Which I'm surprised they haven't changed that cutoff limit. Uh, you know, I was thinking that too. I mean, no, I went to basic with this guy. Um, at the time I was 30, he was 35, 37, whatever that year was. Like whatever that age was, he was just there, yeah. so he was able to squeeze it. And this dude, to this day, we call him Grandpa Joe. Um, and I know you're listening, buddy. So thank you very much, guys. This dude, to the day, 300 PT score all day long. Oh yeah. His whole life has been working out, fitness, taking care of himself, and he he told me one thing that was on. Awesome. He says, "Age is just a number." It doesn't matter how old you are. If you want to be fit, you want to do this, you want to do that. It's just a number. Just do it. Just start your day. Wake up in the morning and do it. And he has, um, I believe now, three or four beautiful kids. Um, just like Joe Biden said. Just like Joe Biden. Age Sniff is them. just a number. Age is just a number. Um, but I, it's just amazing to see, you know, a guy in his a little bit older in the military and still hardcore about the PT. Still does great with it. Yep. But again, that age cutoff, 90% of us, as I'll say as males, once you hit 26, 27, you're kind of going back downhill a little bit. So you kind of have to, if, if you're comfortable with it, you feel comfortable in your own body and sense of being able to do the PT, be able to do those rock marches on, then that's great. But I think they should kind of restrict that back a little bit because I saw some older dudes who are struggling. Yeah. And what you want to be an E5 when you're fucking 50 years old? Fuck that. Yeah, it's... You should be retired by them yeah. out of the military. <laughs> you should be you know? done. You, you know? should be done. Leave that to the younger cats. Yeah, especially, you know, if if if, if you see that you're not moving in rank because there's no slots open in, yeah. you know, reclass. Do, reclass. Do something else. Go somewhere else, you know. Promote yourself. Let, let the younger generation, people that want to excel, mm -hmm. get those slots. Don't be, you know, a 70-year-old E4. Yeah. You know, and is, there's no time for anybody else to move up because you're holding that slot. Absolutely. That's and, so true. And there's a lot of units that are that way, you know, to, mm -hmm. to get a slot is the guy before you either has to retire or die. It just, yeah. it is the way it is. I know even in an active army, you had, you know, your promotion points, but they would change every month. So you might only be one or two points away. You're working on them. You're like, all right, next month I got this. I'm yep. getting promoted. I'm getting my sergeant. And Top's like, yep, you got this, Are you got this, we're, we're going to work you in. And then all of a sudden next month, oh, it gets raised 100 points, and yeah. now you're 80, you know, 20 points away. Yep. And you're like, what the fuck? And that's the toughest thing to do is is uh, is find a slot. Yeah. You know, it's especially tough. if you want to move to a different unit or, yep. you know, especially in the guard because you're just a weekend warrior and there's, there's so many people holding up in positions. I was going to say, that's a whole nother – a whole nother animal, a whole nother beast that you know that I don't yeah. understand. I mean, you can you can reclass, get a different MOS, but I mean, we we had people that wanted to transfer from, um, 
headquarters or the truck platoon 88 mics they want to reclass to be a 91 bravo but there's so many e5s in that group and there's so many oh, you know yeah. e4s in that group and there was no room for anybody to come in yep. there's just no slots for it so like i said before with the national guard you either have to retire or somebody has to die within the unit to get a slot yeah and that's that's tough because it's not like active duty where every three years or every two years, whatever it is, you're going to a different station where something's yeah. going to pop up, yeah. where you constantly see new faces, constant new slots are opening up. Where with you guys, I think it's actually better in that sense if you like that unit to stay there, work yeah. with those guys for years yep. and really mend and, and blend in together and mesh it and have that great, that great connection where active duty guys and girls, you know, we're out there – six months and then this new person comes in now you have to retrain them yeah to try to get them up to speed to where you're at yep and then again they expect that you know all oh, participation award you haven't proved to us nothing yep and then you're gonna switch it over another six months and now that guy who just came in who was brand new has to teach this guy yeah and it just there's this all this it crazy snowballs. it does yeah. and it's like you can never catch up nope you know and and the national guard it's just crazy because you know you're you want to leave, but then you get the saying all the time, you know, you're too good of a soldier to leave this unit. Well, yeah. if I'm too good of a soldier to leave the unit, why not release me and let me progress Prosper, yes. in, in, in something else? You know, why why hold me back, you know, and keep giving the same ex excuse to all the soldiers out there? Yep. You know, paperwork. They don't want to do it. You know, <laughs> the paperwork can be on, you know, the commander's desk for six months, you yeah. know, a year, you know, and. Sometimes you have to break chain of command. Yeah. It go right to the top. I mean, go, I had a yeah. I had an E6 um that I deployed with and he uh he knows he knows everybody. You know, it's it's one of these guys that, you know, he gets numbers and he's social. He, he talks to everybody. That's and awesome. he you know, he had to break chain of command because they wouldn't release him. So he went to he he went to the top. And now he's prospering. He's going for his seven. Nice. His seven or his eight. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, he's broken down. His body's broken. He can hardly walk. You know, his knees are done. His shoulders are done. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and he called me last year. You know, I was talking to him for a little while, wondering what to do, this and that. And. You know, get that next rank med board out. Yeah. You leave with it. You know, it's yeah. it's choices you have to make. Tough choices sometimes, you know. Life-altering, really. You, you don't you don't want to do them, but you have to do them. Yeah. Um, That's our thing. People, I feel, especially in the military, we get comfortable in this set, this way of life. You get complacent. And, yeah. Well, I know with me, one well, of my hardest things, and I know we've had this discussion before, is going back to civilian life and that adjustment. That was one of the hardest things for me was going back to civilian life. And when I was, you know, doing my S, they call it SFL tap. Um, I think they just call it now tap. Um, is that that was the scariest thing for me? Is like, how am I actually going to respond to an actual job? In sense, uh, okay, this guy pisses me off in the morgue. Well, I'll tell him to go fuck himself. Yeah. We'll battle it out literally if we need to, and then go to chow and be good. Where now you're dealing with civilians who are offended with everything. They're so nervous and scared, and to find. I was very fortunate in sense where I did get a job up in Watertown, New York. Um, 
a lot of those guys were veterans. So we were able to have that, those yes. similar conversations, yep. but in front of customers, you still, you, you had to hold that professionalism yeah. and man, that was hard. Um, yep. I know, you know, living down here in Schoharie, it's a purple heart County and it's, it's a beautiful County. So a lot of us are veterans out here, which is great, but there's still that there's, there's still a lot of civilians who have no idea what goes through our minds or anything like that. So just adjusting back to, the regular civilian life is very, for me, yeah. still very difficult. I'm still, like I said, one year out today, and I still struggle with that every day. So yeah, it's just little little things that you, little quirks that you, you know, absolutely. We talked about in a couple podcasts ago, um, but yeah, he he's right. It's hard to adjust. You know, you get comfortable in one position. You know, you've done 10, 15 years. Yeah. You know, what's another five years? Then you get to that twenty mark. Eh, what's another five years? But yet the more, yeah, you get more benefits out of it in the long run, but you're not growing. You're, you're not, and you're gonna, you're gonna get stuck. You're gonna hate it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then you're going to get out and then year down the road or whatever you want to get back in, but you only have so much, so much, so much time while yeah. you're out to make a decision if you're going to go back, go back. Or not. because then That's you'd have so to go true. through the whole process all over oh. again. Fuck that um, noise. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not that. doing that. No. But I've know, already ducked walked enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's but yeah. Um going back to those standards, everything else, you know. Yeah. Standards. Everything has a standard yep. and just live about live by them. And if you're, you know, military, live by them. Um and even the first responder world, us as firefighters, we still have standards we have for using apparatus and stuff like that. So again, that's still in our lives every day. Um, some jobs are a little more lean than others about their standards, but that's yep. why you have SOPs and stuff like that and SOGs. And Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, sorry, Pager was going off saying some weird stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. You really got to stick to it um, with the standards on that level is it makes sure everything like the standards are across the board males females all that because like you said you you go to deploy you want to make sure the person behind your back no matter who it is can still do their job to their best ability and save your ass as much as you can save theirs Re read up Play read means. up on the standards you know yeah of how your your unit runs um read those ars they're yeah. big they'll help you like they'll, tony said yeah. earlier they're, they'll make you or break you um and don't put all the shit on leadership either. No, leadership has a tough time as it is. <laughs> um, yeah, you know you you don't you don't want leadership to be sidetracked with oh, are her nails or his nails at the right length? Um, right. You know, is, is the hair cut the right way? Um, does he look like a bag of dicks? Right. You know, don't don't put everything on their on leadership because they get a whole nother plate. Instead of worrying about you, they got more shit that they have to do. Yeah. And so to piggyback off of that, um, as they say, it, it's one of those things. If, if your leadership has to look at you and do something about you, then you are already fucked up because yeah. you should be able to be that ghost in sense of always getting in trouble. You know, yep. you, every platoon, every squad always has that one guy or girl who as soon as they come in, they know, okay, where's your profile? Did yeah. you shave today? You have a target Make on your sure, back. Yeah, and they and once it's there, it's never going away. Nope. So don't even put yourself in that situation. Take pride of yourself. And honestly, with the new standards, okay, do do you, 
but realize there's that double-edged sword, there's that gray zone. So, you know, I, I don't know. I always like the old standards yeah. in, that, in that sense of the grooming and all that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, if, you know, your younger soldiers, let us know what you think because, you know, we definitely want to hear from you. Yeah, definitely uh, reach out to us. Send us an email, yeah. uh, message on Triggered. Yeah. You know, anywhere you can get a hold of us, you can Google search us, you know, find us that way. Yep. Which is great. Yeah, we're we're number two on Google for our search now, so yep. that's awesome. So um we are now on iHeartRadio. I don't know if we said that before, but iHeartRadio is now streaming us. Yep. Um obviously Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all these other platforms. Yeah. Uh, again, we hit Japan this morning, so now we're up to seven countries. Um, I haven't even checked the states yet, but I'm sure that's growing as well yeah, every single day. Definitely. So we really, really support or support. Yeah, we really thank you guys for your support. Definitely. And I know we say it every week, but man, it re- you don't realize how much that touches us that we're able to help you guys as well as you're helping us. Because if it wasn't for us doing this, yep. you know, yeah, me and Zach were tight as soon as we fucking saw each other. As soon as we knew, like it was an instant, you know, that military connection. But if we didn't come up with this idea, um, you know, who knows? Yeah. There, there's been some we've saved quite a few people already yep. um, with their own mental health and their own other ways. Their careers, their careers. what they want to do. Yep. Um, yeah. Can't... We've helped so many people. Now I'm looking yeah. back and it's only yep. been a couple months. And yeah. wow, I can't wait for the next six months. Yep. It's going to be amazing. Always reach out not only to us, but to your battle buddy, to your neighbor. Yeah. You know, that's the best thing you can do. Just send a quick message, go knock on the door. You know, it's that interaction, you know, that, that could save somebody if, if they're on that edge. Yeah. Um, and with that pretty much going to end the show. Yeah. Oh, if you live in New York in yeah. our upstate area, um, obviously you guys can reach out, but we're supposed to be getting some crazy amounts of snow. Yep. Um, be prepared like two feet or some crazy shit like that. So be smart. Make sure you, your cars have fuel in them. Yep. Make sure you have blankets in case electric goes out. Uh, if you're in Scary County, hopefully we don't see you at a fire call because that'd be really bad. Yeah. Um, and also, I just sorry. Side note again. Uh, up in Amsterdam last night, there was a really bad fire. Um, and they lost one person. Yep. It was a fatal. Um, so my hearts go out to the guys in Amsterdam fire as well as all the EMS and police and of course the family that lost. Uh. Definitely that, that, so that's, that's really tough, especially, you know, cold fires. I call them cold fires, but fires in the wintertime, they're so dangerous. Yeah. Um, your, your water load is heavier and just, it's just, so definitely our hearts go out to you guys. Um, yeah. So definitely. Thank we'll you just again. End this, yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be back and, uh, stay triggered. Stay triggered fuckers.